0: This is a show that brings to the forefront newsmakers, entertainers, and those making a difference in our lives and in our world. Each week is a new adventure with topics ranging from the most serious and cutting-edge to the most lighthearted and entertaining.
1: This is Taking Care
0: of Business with Richard Solomon.
1: One, two, one, two. I headed for the highway. Some he asked
0: me for a credit card This is Richard Solomon, taking care of business. We have live musicians in the studio, so just keep listening, because this is really cool. He
1: said, son, you look the desperate man He said, how far are you going I said far as I can It's just paper in my wallet It's just metal in my jeans Unless you walk in my shoes You won't know what I mean I filled my Forgetting you, I put money on forgetting you. Somewhere in the desert, I found the perfect bar. He poured one without a He carried the same scar. He looked down at my money. And why do we agree upon He'd take it when he needed to. And he'd tell me when it's done. The chest paper. I just meddle in my jeans. Unless you've walked in my shoes, you won't know what I mean. I must have lost a fortune. On that advice, it's true. Forgetting you I put money on forgetting you
0: Solomon, we're My Father's Place Radio. We have Ray Lambie, Lambies, Lam- Lam- <laughs> and Lonnie Sissel. All right, I got it right. These guys are awesome. We have live musicians in the studio. This is such a treat to have live music the way they used to do it a long time ago on the radio, and we're at least trying to capture that that essence. Now, I know that your guys are going to be playing at My Father's Place in July of nineteen, but we're going to save this. Uh, show for all time, so if you missed the show in July and this is in the future, find out when they're coming back. So, you know so either way, so thank you so much for being with hey, us thanks, thanks. Um, so so you know, I just realized that there's a way to commercialize that song, and the divorce lawyers could use that as their whole song. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe maybe I'll just call up the Nassau County Bar Association and say, "Hey, I got something yeah. for you. All right, the Matrimonial Bar. This is your hold music, <laughs> right? Because right, right. <laughs> right? I'd pay money to forget you. This that's yeah. that's it's yeah. all about."
1: <laughs> the, the, the inside baseball story on that song is it was inspired by a, a somewhat obscure but influential mystery writer named James Crumley, and he wrote a book called "The, the Last Good Kiss." Okay, and uh, the character the. The hard-drinking, hard-living gumshoe, C.C. Chagru, uh, inspired uh, that song.
0: Now, now, that song, you said, you know, one of the great things about being behind the scenes is you actually get some behind-the-scenes stories. So that's what one of your opening songs.
1: Yes, we actually yeah. like to start the show off with that. It's kind of a fun—it's fun for us to play, and it's kind of
0: upbeat. All right, but we also have—you have a new new CD out there. Yes, we All have. right, and it's called Kid Bayonne. It's interesting because there's some songs there that are really very juxtaposed to each other. Sort of like songs like Ducktown are really, really serious, and then She's My Hollywood is sort of like, and it's the next track, it's sort of like, well, that's a fun, cool song. (laughs) And then the song, oh, about um, Grace's Luncheonette. How much did that guy tip before he proposed? Like, Was he a good tipper? <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: I was always curious. Was he a good tipper or
0: just not, you know?
1: <laughs> we just don't know because that particular day he did not leave a tip. He right. just.
0: Right. But I wanted to know, was he a good tipper before, you know, because maybe that influenced the decision.
1: <laughs> uh, that's
0: up to the listener to decide. There you go. All right. So you want to play something from Kid Bayonne?
1: Uh, why don't we play Kid Bayonne? There you go. Bayon. By the way,
0: for those out there, that is track one. It's the title song of the album.
1: And, um...
0: And and by the way, you go to Ray, R-A-Y-L-A-M-B-I-A-S-E dot com. He's got a really neat... you got a great website. Oh, Yeah, it's very cool.
1: And you can listen to all four CDs uh, on the website. There's a player for every CD, and you can listen to every song in its entirety. We just want people to hear the stuff and and enjoy it. And we got
0: them on FM, so here you go. That's right.
1: So this is not a true story, although... uh, I do write a lot of story songs, and some of them are true. We'll play some of those, too. Uh, this one is not true, but it's a, a parable. It's a love story about a boxer, and uh, he finds outside the ring that love is always worth fighting for.
0: Uh, that's at the bottom of the CD and, and, on the, right. and, the, and the liner notes. That's,
1: that's sort of the theme of the, uh, the CD.
0: As opposed to, I'll pay money to forget you. <laughs>
1: okay. that, that was the theme of the first CD. But that's yeah. story. So
0: this is the recovery CD. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so, all right, Kid Bayonne goes like this: one, two, three, four. <laughs> No, oh, she lied, she didn't know Kid Bayonne got out and was heading home She pulled her bags off the grocery line Got to her car and went she could turn back time Fifteen months, fifteen rounds More or less the same Kid Bayon stayed on his feet Fighting for his name Fighting for his name She was after work She was out with friends When her ex turned up And came at her again He spun her round His fists in the air But one punch and kid put him down to intensive care Fifteen months, fifteen rounds More or less the same A kid may stayed on his feet Fighting for his name Fighting for his name It climbed into the ring embracing for the blows that he knew every battle brings And then love hit him like a train That he tried out running And he staggered to his corner like He never saw it coming by, grabbed the milk and bread, walked up to her door, and saw a kid on her steps, arm in arm, her head on his shoulder, they sat like that for hours. Watch the night grow colder Fifteen months, fifteen rounds Or less the same Kid Bayonne stayed on his feet Fighting for his name Fighting for his name
0: All I can say is you got to see these people live. I mean, this is like I'm having like a live concert experience here, and I hope you're enjoying it vicariously out there. But it's just it's just awesome stuff. So we only have a few minutes in this segment, so let's talk a little bit about you. So you did my father's place television. Yeah,
1: did my father's place television. Uh, They're still putting it together.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And you know, what did you? Okay, what did you play for for that? I forgot. Played. uh, Did you do some Hollywood? Hollywood? Yeah. Kid Bayon.
1: I we played "Kid play and "Black Lipstick." Right. Oh
0: yeah, "Black Lipstick." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great song. Yeah. All right. So I, what, what's cool is I was kind of privy to some of the taping, and uh, I thought that was really cool. And I think it was a great honor uh, to have you guys be on the first, you know, the first show because you know it's just really really cool you know I mean to be you know what we're trying to do sort of is have this whole ecosystem of artist development where we have people in the studio like like right here we have real live musicians playing music we have them put them on the radio talk to them about their passions their songs the inspirations and then we put them on television and you know a lot of other forums don't really get to do that you know Even though, you know, there's lots of great concert venues out there, but, but I guess they pride themselves in great sound in this whole little thing. How, how, do you, how do you like the staging and sound over there?
1: Oh, it's great. It's, it's, it's great. It's a really wonderful place to play. And, uh, um, you know, you know, I go back with Epi a really long time. Lanny and I'm, I had our first band
2: together.
0: Well, I, I notice you're wearing a vintage. Is that of My Father's play no, shirt? Is, <laughs> yeah,
2: I see that. No, this is actually from uh, Portland, Oregon. Oh, uh, uh, a, a friend of mine lives in Portland, <laughs> and he took me to this place for breakfast one day. It's called My Father's Place. I, went, I gotta, If I showed you the back, it has the address on there, and it's Portland. People keep asking me about it. They go, that's it, right? That I mean, looks, before it reopened, yeah. and uh, I always turn around, I go, no, this is Portland, you know, but I had to buy a bunch of these t-shirts when I was there because, you know, My Father's Place had not reopened at that point yet. Right, and
0: that was the only merch available. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. So, so wait. When you say that you go back to my father's place, talk about a little bit about your history and your roots there.
1: Well, Lanny and I had our first started our first band or in our first band together forty eight years ago, and pretty much one year later, there used to be a Monday night hootenanny night at my father's place. I don't know if, how far back you go with that. Being I don't
0: there. go back that far. It <laughs> <laughs> used
1: to be a Monday night. I think the Guitar Center of Roslyn hosted it, but in any case. That was uh, my introduction to my father's place. So we used to go down there and and do the Hootenanny Nights, and Epi uh, took a liking to uh, some of the material and uh, was gracious enough to invite me to open up for any number of acts I opened up for so many people. He uh, sometimes says that no one person played... The original my father's place more than me oh
0: there you go so that's (laughs) (laughs) more nights than me so what was the name of your band back then
1: well well we
0: there were different names
1: well we we called there there were different names uh at one point we the personnel was changing so much that we called it ray lambiers and the revolving door (laughs) Um, (laughs) but we had some some great nights there and great memories and uh
2: It was like second home. You know, if we weren't playing there, we were going there for shows, you know. So we were there all the time. Well, I guess guess we'll have to do that now, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Believe it or not, that that, that is the first segment of our show here. So keep it locked in. I got Ray. I got Lonnie. We have uh, acoustic guitars. We got CDs. I mean, this is just an unbelievable uh, event. So keep it locked in. This is Richard Solomon. We'll be right back.
2: Hi, this is Rory Cosgrove, and you're listening to Rich Solomon on WCWP
0: 88.1 FM. All right, welcome back. Richard Solomon, Ray, Lonnie, live music. This is unbelievable. All right, w- the song we're going to play right now?
1: Well, you referenced it earlier, Grace's Luncheonette. Okay,
0: because I want to know about the guy with the tip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. One, two, three, four. The coffee brings him toast He reads the paper Like a ghost And, and raises lunch In that cafe He has eggs and bacon Every day now Some days She looks too tired to stand Things are reaching for her hand Her heart lifts like a butterfly The times he's brave enough to
2: try My dreams are yours to keep My dreams are yours
1: And your tears are mine Barely speak. Then one day he kissed her on the cheek. He'd written, Will you marry me? On the check down where the tip should be, she brought the apron to her right. I cook at the grill, act in surprise They would marry on her coffee break And they'd pass out pie instead of cake i Romance, or just two lonely hearts that met by chance. But Grace would say, each day those guest checks spin, and you never know who's walking in.
0: Okay, so so that's a love song. Kid Bayonne is a love song. That's right. All right. So uh, what inspired this particular song? Cuz now we're going to get into the dark side. <laughs> my wife. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you why. Tell me why cuz my wife feels I write too many sad songs. Really? So I uh, felt the need to write uh, I wanted to write a happy a happy song.
0: Now, what was but, but but guy. but what was, was was there a real story behind this? Was it or was no. it a composite?
1: No,
0: I. Uh, well, the eggs and bacon sounded real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, I love writing stories in, in
0: songs. You places. are definitely a storyteller because yeah. when 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 I listen to your music and I'm alone in the car and it's no phone, nobody, whatever, and I'm like, this is this is like great storytelling, you know, and that that is a lost art, you know, storytelling. Um it's about the, music, you know, but but is. is Folk music isn't really played a lot anymore, like it used to be. It used to be really out there, and I don't know that you know the more commercial traditional platforms play it like they used to. And I think that's a little bit. And even when you have like the satellites and stuff like that, it, I, I don't think there's enough queuing of of folk music out there, especially because we have a rich history of folk music in this country.
1: In New York City.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So so where does your folk music uh, inspirations come from?
1: Uh, well, um, when I first learned to play the guitar, I learned to play the guitar to the odd combination of uh, Mississippi John Hurt and Bob Dylan. Okay. And uh, those were my early guitar uh, teachers. Um, and I don't know, I, I listened to a lot of blues music when I was young. I have two older brothers, and... Uh, Luckily, my oldest brother had a great taste in music. So at a very early age, I was listening to Ray Charles records and uh, even Mahalia Jackson records. And Mm. I remember he had the, remember that double Joan Baez Vanguard set? Yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, I was introduced to some pretty good music when I was pretty young. And
2: you were the first person I knew that listened to uh, Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee? Sonny Terry.
1: And Uh and I played the harmonica because of uh, uh, Sonny Terry. And, uh, and uh, you know, so blues music, and well, it was really more country mm-hmm. country delta blues music that I influenced. And then, of course, uh, like so many other people, Bob Dylan taught me that you could write interesting songs.
0: Yeah, it's funny, when, when, you, when I listen to your music, I'm like, there's no way this guy's from New York. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> you know, yeah, he must be from Colorado or something. You know, just where, where does all that come from? Just Is it really just vicariously through all this music or is it from other life experiences
1: you know I sometimes uh, think a lot of it has to do with Hank Williams I know it's going to sound silly but uh, um, there was a line in a movie that I like to quote and who knows if it it was written for the movie or if Hank Williams actually said it but in the movie someone asked Hank Williams why he writes so many sad songs and the Hank Williams' character replies, because I want people to know whose side I'm on. Ah. And so at some point in my songwriting development, I realized that my life wasn't as interesting to other people as stories, I could characters I could make up. <laughs> and put into a song a structure, a beginning, a middle, and an end that people could relate to.
0: Well One song that I really relate to is Ducktown. You want to talk about that? And let's let's. Can we play that?
1: Sure. Ducktown is one of a number of songs uh, that are based on fact. Um, in the uh, early 19th century, early to mid 19th century, uh, they discovered minerals uh, in uh, in Tennessee and Georgia. Now the problem was that the Indians uh, still occupied the land. So they had to drive them off the land to begin uh, mining the copper. And that actually was the beginning of the Trail of Tears. And what they didn't anticipate was um, that in order... You can mine the copper from the ground, but you then have to burn it. You have to smelt it from the rock to make copper. And the residue from the burning is acid. And so the acid rain was so intense that every bit of vegetation died, and um, the soil was completely destroyed so nothing could grow at its once the land was completely devastated, not only was there no wildlife, there was no birds or even insects. that's how bad the ecological devastation was. So um, that went on for like 150 years. Until uh, sometime in the mid 1960s, uh, they finally abandoned it. And uh, to this day, while they they're trying to recover the land somewhat, to this day they have to monitor the water because the river was so filled with metals and chemicals that you know the water is still dangerously uh, polluted years after the copper mining was ended. So this is the true story of Ducktown, Tennessee, and hopefully the song will clarify some of that.
0: Okay, let's hear it.
1: The sea and drove out the Cherokee, and they called on this place Ducktown. By 1883, they cut down every tree for fifty miles around. Burned the copper there, but sulfur filled the air, and soon a deadly rain was falling down. The soil washed away, but the railroad brought each day miners to dug town. In nineteen thirty nine, we walked out on the mine striking for Dubtown, neighbors old and young they watched with dying lungs the scabs roll into town. They came free with me, like they did the Cherokee. And like these ancient hills, we stood our ground. But both sides would be lost, a desert spread across. What was once a town stayed once it was all hauled away the earth cut down to bone to hold the tunnels up they'd flood the holes we dug but the river cried and moaned then he were Yeah, they packed up and moved on they flew across the craters red and brown once the mines were bare they took their gains elsewhere they left behind a town yeah, they left Behind Ducktown.
0: Wow, Richard Solomon with Ray Lembs and Lonnie Sissel at the in the station, and we just played Ducktown. Which is a track from Kid Bayonne. And uh, it is track number four. And I'll tell you, it is a powerful, powerful message, a powerful song. And every time I listen to it while I'm driving in the car or listening to it in the office, it, it, it just bothers me. It just really eats inside you because you realize that, you know, even though this happened so long ago, we're still basically doing it to this day, you know? And but, there's
1: actually even a more direct connection. The middle verse mentions the strike in 1939, and the lawsuits about the, uh, the conditions, the working conditions, reached the courts, and the courts sided with the, uh, the, the companies and the corporations, and the theory being that commerce and the uh, development of uh, the country was more important than the environment and, uh, just a bunch and, of flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and, and some water. And it's funny how, uh, you know, all these years later, some of the same uh,
0: arguments are being made again. All right. Well, all right. This is Richard Solomon. We're in the studio. Um, why don't you just play a little something as we sign out for this quick segment. Keep it locked in. We'll be right back. Just play something. Just, uh, just something. You know, just, you know. All right. We'll be right back. All right, Richard Solomon, we're in the studio with Ray and Lonnie. All right, so thank you for that cool little bumper music there.
2: All right, so i got to ask you guys, so how long have you guys been playing together? Well, we met while we were at two different high schools. Mutual friend introduced us and uh, since 1970, 71. 71. Okay. Tell me
1: the name of our first band, Lanny.
2: First band was called Yak Stew. Oh really? Yeah. How was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> it <wasn't> gamey <laughs> we, we put it together to play at a uh like a high school uh, yeah, like battle a, of the bands it was or like a, uh, junior, variety or show, a junior, junior variety show variety and show and, and boys, uh yeah. it was there were about 10 people in the band, you know. Yeah, was, and uh and it sounded like it. <laughs> but it was great fun.
0: Yeah. It, so do you like to play sad music too or how does that work or, or are you the ying and the yang like so you
2: play no, the happy I, stuff? I, you, know, I, you know I just love playing Ray's stuff. I mean it's you know it's all good so um, you know I'm just just accompanying him so I, I you know it's great stuff to play to. It's easy to accompany him so.
0: Right but, but he was saying that his wife said there were too many sad songs so. Do you bring the happy part, you know, to, 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 oh, I don't know. to yeah,
2: balance yeah, it out? I don't or know. Do I? Do I bring the happy part? You bring a happy part. Yes, well,
0: all right, well, speaking of happy, for those baseball fans out there, you, know, you have a song called The Ballad of Three Finger Brown. What happened to the other two? I, don't well, I, I can
1: tell you what happened to the other two. When he was a child, it's a great, great story. When he was a child, his older brother and a friend, he lived on a farm in Indiana, and they dared him to put his hand... In a thrashing machine. And unfortunately, he was young enough that he did it. Oy. So um, so what's not in this song, I'll, I'll try to, The song tells the whole story of Mordecai Three Finger Brown.
2: And, and it becomes a happy story, by the way.
1: It's a success story. <laughs> but the part that's not in the song is Mordecai Three Finger Brown pitched for the Chicago Cubs most famously in 1908. So back then, Major League Baseball didn't have any minor league teams, so they would recruit players from semi-pro traveling baseball teams. And uh, Mordecai Three Finger Brown played, played third base for one of these teams. And one day, the pitcher didn't show up, just like in a, like a stone board born <laughs> or something. And he says, "Well, all right, I'll pitch, but I've only got you know three three, three and a half fingers, actually." So it turned out that because of the missing digits, when he gripped the ball and threw it, the ball dove. It
0: was like a breaking pitch? It broke. And
1: all he was doing was throwing it, but the natural weirdness of the way he was holding it with the miss, And he is – so he led the Chicago Cubs to their last World Series in 1908 until 2016. So for 108 years, Mordecai Three Finger Brown – helped the Cubs win their last World Series. And uh, despite being as unknown as he is, he has the best winning percentage of any pitcher with over 200 wins. Wow. And, uh, but so he was extremely successful despite his disability and uh, he turned it into a uh, success story.
2: Right. Right. And, and, you know, you have to get credit for bringing the Cubs to their... Last World Series because... That's right. That that CD, The Ballad of
1: Three Finger Brown, came out in August of 2016. Just in time. And then in October of 2016, <laughs> the Cubs won the World Series. And so ever since that happened, I have people coming up to me all the time asking me to write songs about their favorite sports teams. But I explain to them that's not the way it works, that... Even if I did write a song, it wouldn't guarantee a championship.
0: And, uh, you're, and, you're much and, too modest. And, <laughs> and legal disclaimer, we're not telling anybody who's looking to improve their pitching career to go out and find a thrashing <laughs> yes, machine. Yes,
1: Do not do that. No. I agree completely. <laughs> All right,
0: so this is the Ballad of Three Finger Brown.
1: Come gather in the dugout and leave the bats and balls behind. In life and baseball, a hero's hard to find. And that's why we still remember all across this town. And tell the story of Three Finger Brown. Born in Indiana Where he lost part of his hand But then he found a curveball That could strike out any man After St. Louis uh, He was Chicago bound And the Cubs had a rookie Named Three Finger Brown After St. Louis he was Chicago-bound The Cubs had a rookie named Three Finger Brown So in 1908, the Giants, they had a fearsome night They fought us to one final game, the season on the line They had Christy Matheson to keep the cubbies down But we gave the baseball to Three Finger Brown But the gangsters, they had told him That his life was at stake And if they won the ball game It would be his last mistake with their threads in his pocket, he walked on to the mound. And no man stood taller than three-finger brown. With their threads in his pocket, he walked on to the mound. And no man stood taller than three-finger brown. Then his curveball dipped and darted right through the strike zone drop. The Giants never had a chance. The Cubs wound up on top. Yeah, he brought home the pennant, and then he brought home the
2: crown.
1: The pride of Chicago was three finger brown. So if you're in a tough spot and the odds are looking grim And your team needs a hero, if they're gonna win Reach back for something extra and just look into the crowd Someone's watching named Three Finger Brown Here he brought home the pennant And then he brought home the crown The pride of Chicago Was three finger brown The pride of Chicago Was three finger brown Three Finger brown, three finger
2: brown, three finger. finger
0: So I'm, I was looking up on the internet en- encyclopedia all about this, and they actually have pictures of his hand and <laughs> stuff like that. And for trivia out there, The Simpsons made reference of <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yes. to, to round an episode called "The Last Traction" here at Homer at Bat, where Mister Burns lists three ringers he wants for his company softball team: Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, and Mordecai Three Finger <laughs> Brown. How do you like that? Oh, there so, you go. So, uh-huh. so where do you find this? This is this is like you know, it,
1: it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Because Woody Guthrie used to say this all the time, that he would, like, read the newspaper and write, like, ten songs. And, of course, nowadays it's more the Internet. And just, just from reading, uh, if I read about something that strikes my fancy and there's a song in it, then, hey.
0: Yeah, but but the songs I would be writing are about potholes, fires, and you know, <laughs> crime.
1: <laughs> well, but songs, songs like The Story of Three Finger Brown, it's just... It's just amazing that these stories are out there about real people. And uh, they're kind of inspiring and upbeat. And uh, that's not a bad thing.
0: You, you read a lot? Do you, I do, you, do read a do lot. You, do you hit the library and just kind of browse the shelves? Uh, <laughs> you, I used to? <laughs>
1: I used to. Now a lot of it's on uh, the phone and the iPad. and uh, But I do still go to the, the public library and get books. I am an, an anachronism.
0: So you, as a storyteller, who are your favorite storytellers? In written form as opposed um, to musical form.
1: Well, I, I do like the uh, the mystery writers. I'm a big Michael Connelly fan, and Peter Robinson, and uh, James Lee Burke. I just finished James Lee Burke's new book. Uh, th- those are, you know, the kind of books that I enjoy. But, I've, I mean, I, I was an English major once upon a time. I've read everything John Steinbeck ever wrote. I even took an entire college course on James Joyce. Um... And actually, that could lead us to another song. Oh, good, because we have time
0: for one more. Okay. Here we go. What's, what, are, what, what, are, what treat are we in store for? The,
1: the title cut of the first CD okay. is called Time Leaves Things Behind. Okay. And what's interesting about that song is that it is the only known song in the history of folk music that is based or inspired by a poem by Thomas Hardy, who is better known for his novels, including such feel-good hits as Jude the Obscure and... Test of the d'Urbervilles <laughs> and far from the madding crowd. But this is, he was a poet and he, he liked to think of himself as a poet, and I actually read a book of his poems. And uh, one of them moved me to where I wrote this song. I can almost hear your voice When a whisper rides the wind Words from long ago They drift like fallen snow And I almost hear your voice I can sometimes see your eyes When a stranger looks my way But it turns out to be Your shadow chasing me But I sometimes see your eyes Just like a thief Comes through a window And takes all he can find Time makes off With your memories But time leaves things behind Yeah, time leaves things behind I can feel you by my side In the stillness of the night The long arm of the moon reaches across their room And I feel you by my side Just like a thief Comes through a window And takes all he can find Time makes off with your memory But time leaves things behind. Your yeah, time leaves things behind. Things had gone another way Do you wonder where you'd be? Just like a thief Comes through a window And takes all he can find Time makes up with your memory But time leaves things behind Yeah, time leaves things behind Time leaves things behind
0: Was the fastest hour of radio I've experienced in a long time. I have to, first of all, thank you for bringing all your equipment. We're not going to let you go because we, we're just getting warm, so but for this hour of, of FCC compliant radio, we're going to have to call it in about a minute, but to to have live music, to hear great stories, to listen to beautiful music, that is what radio really has always been about and should still be about. So well, thank
2: th- thank you for doing this. this oh, well, let
0: me, no, this thank great. you. It is a great honor to have had a private concert with you know some of the finest musicians you know there are, uh, with great stories that move you and say something, you know. So in, in the last thirty seconds, you got to go to r a y l a m b i a s e dot com. All the great stuff is there. Ray, Lonnie, you guys are awesome. I uh, catch them at my father's place and lots of other cool places too. Uh, if you can get to see them anywhere, I beg of you to do so because it is an opportunity not to be missed. So, but don't leave the studio. <laughs> for those right. in Radio Land, we'll see you next week. But for me, at least, we'll gonna, we'll, find, we'll figure out a way get some bonus material out to you. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening.